0: This is a Bulldog Radio Podcast.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It's the MVSP Podcast. Well, actually, it's Most Valuable Sports Podcast, so my, I basically just had podcast, podcast. But either way, we're happy to be in the studio, Brandon. Long weekend coming up. It's Easter weekend, so we're going to have a four-day weekend coming. So very excited for that. And we got a pretty good show today.
2: Yeah, the MBSPP. Whoa, that's that's not what that's supposed to mean. That's um, immature. Nah, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll punch myself. Anyway, <laughs> we got a great episode. An interview with women's soccer player, Nago joins us on the show. I'm sure you guys will love to hear about some of the things from Germany, because we had a really good interview, talking some March Madness, and then some other cool little topics. Olympics coming up, a little bit of crazy stuff going on around on um, some of the endorsements around the Olympics.
1: But without further ado, Joe, let's shoot it on over to the interview. We are now joined by Pia Nagel, a soccer player for Ferris State University. Pia, welcome to the show.
0: Hello. Thanks for having me.
1: (laughs) Great to have you on. So I guess to just jump right into it, uh, with overseas recruits, everyone's story is unique. And especially coming to Big Rapids and the Ferris, it's a very small town, uh, especially for a university. How did you kind of hear about it and how did you really get in contact with Coach Henson?
0: So um, I got in touch with our old coach, um, Annie McHeslin, and I started a recruiting process in Germany. Like you go like over kind of like agencies, Um, and they just send out a couple of my highlight videos and coaches contacted me and like with coach McHeslin, it just worked out really well. Like I just had like a good feeling about him. And then also like the program seemed really promising because like, we have high ambitions, have a good roster, um, also like wanted to win a lot of titles, so that just sounded really good. And then after my freshman year, um, we got Coach Hansen, which also ended up working out really well, so I'm... Um I never regretted my decision. No,
2: that's no regrets. That's the way to <laughs> live. Yeah, that's right? to hear. But um, obviously you're from Germany um, and obviously we know that there's many, many cultural differences and especially on the pitch. is there? What sort of the difference that you've seen as far as American soccer compared to German soccer?
0: So I would say here in America, like everything's just like more physical. Like in Germany, no one really cares about like lifting that much and like getting strong and he was like, Oh yeah, let's get strong. That sounds let's, about right. let's lift some <laughs> <get> weights. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like I was like the weakest kid coming in, so like kinda like getting stronger I guess is kinda fun. But yeah, like I feel like here you just like play more direct, more physical. In Germany it's a bit more technical and um yeah. I mean it's just for me kinda like two different things, um playing here and playing back home, but I feel like it definitely helped me to improve in these like physical things and kinds of things like that. So I think it was a really good step to come here and play here.
1: With American society, was there any kind of culture shock that you experienced, especially like stereotypes of American school and an American college?
0: Um it was really interesting. Like, I mean I kinda thought I would expect certain things, but like everyone is just like super welcoming and like super interested and like my roommate, freshman year, Emily Mergin, she's also on the team like her family adopted me as like an additional child, and like um, I would spend there like every roca- every occasion, every holiday throughout the semester. Mm. so like I felt really welcome from the start, which was awesome because obviously like you miss your family, you miss yeah. your friends, but they made it really easy for me to stay here and it was fun like to spend my first Thanksgiving and stuff like that here because we don't really have that in Germany, so yeah. it was really cool.
1: How was the food, your first Thanksgiving?
0: Um, it was really good. Like, there was so much variety and, like, a lot of meat. And, yeah, it was it was sounds really right. good. Yeah, yeah, it sounds about
2: right. <laughs> yeah, I, it's, like, literally the exact same thing I would think of when... that. That's funny. But, no, the, the fact you brought up the technical aspect, I think, is something that we've heard a lot from the international athletes when they come over. It's everything's more physical, strength, skills, as far as it's a lot more of... What you can build, rather than what the team builds around it. That's really that's really interesting. But obviously, you guys are on a fantastic start, four and zero, including two home wins. Congratulations about that. Uh, how are you guys feeling going through the season? I mean, obviously, your guys' offense has been fantastic. But what what is your outlook so far on how the season started?
0: i um, really good. I mean, it was kind of like a weird season. Like it's spring. We started out playing futsal indoors, so like we didn't really know what to expect. We only had one scrimmage um but i think it was really important to get the two wins on the road for sure and we started out really well i mean we only got scored on once so far and i mean we're kind of struggling to putting the ball in the back of the net we definitely could have scored more games personally i should have scored a lot of uh, goals (laughs) but hey it happens yeah we're working on that um but yeah i mean it was definitely really important to start out strong this weekend was really essential because Saginaw Ashland are always like top teams of the league. So mm-hmm. it was just a huge step for us to win this weekend. And we're looking forward to hopefully win all the other games. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, hopefully you can kind of start this undefeated run. But last year, able to get the season in before COVID hit, especially being a fall sport. This year season was delayed. You kind of had a little bit of skepticism if you're going to play a little bit. Um, just kind of piggybacking off the last question is it really nice to just have that sigh of relief of being at the top and being able to make the most of this season because i mean you don't really think you might not have a season especially uh, at the start
0: for sure like everyone is just like enjoying every minute we can play like the other day we we're just out on the field and we're just like yeah we're so happy to be here like our first home game on friday everyone was just like wow like we waited so long for yeah. it i think it was like around like 500 days or so like It's just wild to think about and it's just great to be back on the field and especially also like for the seniors, like they thought their college career would be done, but like they got another chance, get some games in. So it's definitely a great opportunity and everyone enjoys it.
1: Yeah, it's really cool.
2: Yeah, this this COVID year has been very interesting, but um not going back to the, the the dark memories of quarantine and COVID when it first happened, but um obviously since you're from Germany, um when this the COVID virus was starting to outbreak, did you stay in the US or did you actually go back home to Germany?
0: Um so after spring break spring break last year, like school ended kind of, so mm-hmm. like I went back home um because for me it was kind of obvious like school wouldn't came back and Mm. like in Germany, like COVID was already like hitting a bit earlier. Um, Then I thought about coming back in the fall semester, but it was also kind of obvious, like there won't be any sports really. So I stayed home for last semester and took all my classes online, which ended up being I guess a good decision because like my team got hit really bad. Like everyone ended up in quarantine and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So like I actually been gone for like nine months, which was really weird. Um, So I was really happy to come back in January and see all my friends and like play with my team again. Yeah, Yeah, it
1: must have been nice though to kind of have some more time with your family, especially, I mean, in the summer, you kind of have to get here a little bit early to kind of practice and stuff. Then you have, uh, you know, warm-ups practices, meetings and stuff like that. It must have been nice having some more like extended time with your family than usual
0: for sure like normally i only go home over christmas for a month and then like in the summer i'm like home for three months but like i usually work i have like other obligations so like it was definitely nice to just like enjoy time at home with the family and also like friends i haven't spent a lot of time with the last couple of years so it was definitely a good time
2: yeah for sure um what's your like favorite thing to do with your family as far as gatherings go
0: you mean in germany yeah um,
2: like something that we would we would not have here in America. <laughs> yeah, so like
1: our Thanksgiving. Um
0: okay, let's think. So like we don't really have like crazy holidays like Thanksgiving, but I guess <laughs> I just live like in more of like a city setting. Mm-hmm. So like it just there's so many options to get out. I mean like Europe, everything's so close, like we can just take a trip to France, like go to the Black Forest and Um, It's just fun, like, you just go to dinner in France because, like, you like the food and then, like, you come back because I live so close to the border, so. I'm jealous.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Just take a little day trip for dinner in France. No big deal, right? No. Yeah, our
1: day trip is, like, a three-hour drive to Detroit.
0: Yeah, (laughs) pretty much.
2: That's cool, though, for sure.
1: Yeah, and... uh. Especially, with, I mean, we talked about how good of a season uh, you guys are having so far. 4-0, you guys are upcoming with Grand Valley at the end of the, the end of this week. They're second in the GLIAC. Um, What's it kind of like now being at the top, uh, target on your back? People are really gunning for that number one spot.
0: I mean, that's definitely the spot you want to be at, but for sure, like, there's a target on your back, as you said, and GB is always, like, a strong opponent, but... I think we feel prepared, like we have the week to prepare even more and like it's definitely time that we like beat G V again because the last couple of years we always struggled with it. But I feel like this is the year like we have the roster. Um we are all motivated. So yeah. But we also like can't forget about like the other teams, like mm-hmm. if you win against G V but then like lose a t- lose against a team like Devonport or something, which are always like strong and like hard fighting, like then the it- a win against GB was also for nothing and you can yeah. win the league mm-hmm. so yeah I guess we're like looking from game to game trying to win everything and yeah excited for that.
2: Yeah we're super excited to see Anchor Bone. Um, last question for you um, very 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 common question on the show that we like to ask all the athletes what's your favorite thing about being a Fair State Bulldog here in McGrath?
0: Um, I mean it's definitely the team like we just have a great bond I would say like we work together on and off the field and just always a good time. So I really enjoy being with the team. And I mean, also like Big Rapids is not the (laughs) greatest city I could imagine to live in, but like we're always making the best out of it. And like, it's also a great community. Like we're getting support from like the community and like people are reaching out like, hey guys, you're doing a great job. So it's like great to get like that feedback from people.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, you know, I, yeah, it's,
0: yeah, I
1: yeah it's a reoccurring thing, honestly. Like, that's what a lot of athletes say is, like, the community of Big Rapids and the community of Ferris is, like, really welcoming. It's more like a kind of a family.
2: Yeah, I, w- I would say that's that's a pretty fair I mean, yeah, statement. you're an athlete, Brandon. Well, yeah, I, I got the community aspect. I, I, I can also understand that this is not like, – is uh as um appealing as of a city as compared to probably in a place like germany so i i think that's that's pretty fair (laughs) i mean we're it's we're not a we're not a big city but um yeah thank you so much for joining us on the show don't forget to tune into the women's soccer team hunting this weekend with a home doubleheader um is there is there um fan attendance for some of these games like do you, do you know that I know there's like rumors around that they might let some people in since it's outdoors.
0: Yeah, um fans are allowed so all come support Ooh, us. Okay. <laughs> I think there's a limit of like 350 people but I mean mm-hmm. normally you should get in if you Come yeah. to the game, so. Brandon, <laughs> we going? We uh, going? <laughs> I think we
2: might have just made it. I don't, I don't know. We might be two of the three hundred and fifty. We might Where be. Go? Be a part of so it. I see. mean,
0: if we we if we beat GB, better be there. So. Oh yeah,
2: thank Definitely. you know, We got to be there. Yeah, I might be gone Saturday for running, but Thursday I might be there. So we will certainly do that. But then again, thank you so much for joining us, and we hope you have a
1: great, luck the rest of the season.
0: Thanks for having me.
1: Once again, huge thanks to Pia for taking time out of her busy schedule. We know that athletes have a busy schedule. I mean, you're an athlete brand. You got a busy schedule. Yeah, you fit it in. So it's always nice to have got people on to. Talk about what they're going on. And especially having a really good conversation with Pia. Especially kind of differences in culture. That was super awesome to hear. But fair State Sports Report coming up. We're going to start with... What should we start with, Brandon? Well, we might as well start with soccer. You know, we just (laughs) talked about it. Just talked about it. Might as well.
2: Yeah, of course. But um, a win on Friday and Sunday. We'll start on Friday's game against Saginaw Valley. 1-0. One of those classic... You know?
1: Classic soccer matches. Yeah.
2: You're not going to see all the high scoring in you know, every single soccer game, but you're going to see a good soccer game. And Joe, I'm really surprised that we only had one goal considering we had 25 shots, 10 of them on net. We're, that's we're, a that's a
1: constant barrage, honestly. Yeah, we're very that's good impressive. at That's impressive. That is really have good. have 25 shots and especially 10. I mean, people can say like, oh, you didn't even put like half your shots on net. Like, it's hard. Okay? It's pretty hard. Yeah. I mean, we played soccer in high school. Yeah. It's tough when you have like people on you getting an accurate shot, especially when you got to aim for the corners. You know, yeah, it's bottom, tough to up, do.
2: Upper and bottom nineties. That's all. I mean, they they only go upper nineties. No,
1: only upper nineties.
2: Oh, I thought you said no, under, <laughs> oh, no, no, like, no. I just shoot it straight on, right yeah. at the goalie. Oh, man. I hit it so hard, five hole. I
1: hit it so hard that you can't, that they can't even get it.
2: Okay. I mean, hey, if it goes in the back of the net, same number of points. But um, Pia had four of the the shots of the 25. Um, I believe Grace Verhaj had five, and she was the one that got past the key for the only goal in this match. And I mean, she's she's been doing fantastic. She's been on a roll, and it's really good to see. Um, we had two cardinal yellow cards in this game. A little, little. I was gonna say that was yeah, one thing that caught know. my eye. Maybe yeah, a little bit. I don't eye. know. They
1: might have been frustrated. Maybe but, need some discipline out um, there. Who knows? I,
2: I don't. I don't know. We're not gonna. We're not gonna
1: you make know, we're those not claims. We're not the coach. We're not the coach. Right. So, but, but
2: I mean, I'm sure they were probably upset because our defense has been pretty much near Alcatraz lockdown at this point. We only allowed four shots from the Cardinals. One of them was on net. Um. so it was definitely um a um, great win it was a great win yeah. 1-0 especially this um, is
1: especially again, oh sorry Brent. I was actually I'm getting ahead of myself actually great win but I mean speaking of our how good of our defense is we only let in one goal this year too so
2: yeah and it happened to be in the, the Sunday match against Ashland but um, we just, I know, like we talked to Pia, um, before we went on air about, um, how the game was going on. I know that I was, I was out and about on Sunday and I don't know if you were Joe, but boy, it will, the wind was It was, not great. It not was great. nasty. Yeah. The weather my was drive not up, ideal. My
1: drive up from like my home or f- driving up back to school or whatever, it was bad. Yeah. It was, it I was mean, windy. I mean, it wasn't bad, but like, it was like windy, rainy. There was like some snow and some hail and stuff like that. It wasn't, wasn't a great, wasn't a great atmosphere to play soccer in just yeah
2: i know we know it's always tough to play in the wind because now you're gonna have to try to you're gonna have to try to manipulate um how you're going to get air passes through like you're gonna play a pretty hard ground game and that sometimes a lot of teams
1: a lot of teams live in the air especially on the grass too Mm -hmm. our field being grass like playing on grounds to ground like you really gotta give it your all because i mean the water is gonna slow it down it's gonna like the grass is just gonna basically be like a just a big stopper for the ball and that's gonna be one thing that like You really got to change your game, especially like you can't really send a lot of long balls. You have to basically play the people who had the wind at their backs are definitely at at the advantage. And I think that's, I mean, Pia was saying, I mean, off air, how like you, if you played a ball up in the air, it would just go backwards a little bit. So,
2: yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't, it would not go in the right direction. But, uh, I mean, this was probably the most. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say the most like worst game we've played. I mean, it probably could be because you can put the. But I mean, we were very resilient because, honest. Actually, Ashland, like outscored us in this game. Like this is this was the one game where it was just like okay, that streak we had going, it it was probably going to end at some point. Did we want it to end? Absolutely not. But it just it just had to happen. So, but I mean, we still we got outshot, but. We held it together, and we got some quality shots on net. And Emily Mergner and Mackenzie Dawes put two in the net to end up beating Ashland 2-1. Mm-hmm. And um, we did have a couple. We had, there's been some cards so far. Um, Bree Rogers got one on our side, and then Hannah Mueller did for Ashland. But it was it was good to see. Um, I mean, our our keepers finally got, <laughs> I guess, a little bit yeah, a, yeah, more, more action. Yeah, more action, I guess. Well, yeah, but I guess that's some. See, we're getting positive again. Yeah. We're even getting on the, the positives. Even our, our off days Our, our, our keeps got better. Well. Our keeps got better after that game. So I know that we're going to be excited because we got some big matchups coming mm-hmm. up next weekend. and we got you in the home stretch? Yep. We got a home matchup against Deport on Thursday. At five, I believe that's at 4 o'clock. Yep, and four then o'clock.
1: Anchor Bone.
2: Grand Anchor Bone Valley, Saturday. PM. Anchor
1: down, baby. Yeah. And just like we said, fans are allowed. So Anchor better down. show up. I mean, that's going to be Grand Valley. I mean, we're 1 and 2 in the in the conference right now. So this is going to be a big game.
2: Yeah. It's 1 versus 2.
1: Yeah. The classic. The classic. But so, well, we got to get through Davenport first, like Pia said. So. True. That's a good way to think about it. One um, game at a time, but anchor bone nonetheless. Go, Dogs.
2: Go, Dogs. Uh, moving on to volleyball. Um, got the job done. Clean sweep against the Rangers over in Kenosha. Well done. Six zip on the board. Um, got to see. Finally, for the, or, um, after a little bit of an absence, Katie O'Connell was back, and um, I went s- not immediately back to her old self in, on Friday's game, but definitely a lot more like it was on Saturday. She so it's good to see her back. Yeah, she was injured. Oh, was she injured? So um, we don't know. Um, she was just not. She did not play in the the Northwood mm. the Northwood series, but and then I believe she have didn't, her back though. Yeah, it's good. It's great to have her back. I mean, we won
1: what nine in a row or nine like nine straight sets. Because we were three zero against Northwood, and then the six zero sweep against Parkside.
2: Yep, we won nine straight sets. That's 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 some clean work right there. No, no need to even let them have a chance. Just yeah, shut the door right out of the gate. Why not? Just shut the door.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, don't even give them a chance. Like, that's what I'm saying. have, <laughs> yeah, I mean. One more weekend too. You we said this like off air. I was surprised we got one more weekend till Gleeck tournament. Yeah, they they are really. This is like the time to get it around, and this is a good
2: time to start getting these clean sets. But I mean, we've seen we've seen some great we've seen some great volleyball from this team. They've done very well. I mean, Samantha Herman's been doing really well. Keona Salesman's been picking up her game. She was very good on that that Friday series. Um, it, it, they've been really good. They've they've really had Very a lot solid. of players step up too, especially um, in the rotation. They've had a lot more faces Athens in there. Katie O'Connell and all mm-hmm. that. So it was it's really good to see. And I mean, after the Friday and Saturday games, those were those are super important. Just because not only having that chemistry mold back with Katie coming back in the lineup, it's it's super important going in, especially now that they're going into the tournament now. And yeah. I think one thing that really would what, what really stood out to me was like. Wisconsin Parkside really just gave us everything. They threw every wrench in the in the toolbox they had in the third set of that Saturday toolbox. one. Their hit percentage went up to um thirty six four, and that's really high. But we we answered just as much. Um, they 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 played their best. In the last set when it mattered and stepped up to be yeah, Parkside, and it that, was
1: close. Yeah, it like, was especially the second game. Like it's a lot more like our the first matchup of the weekend. It was like the second set was the closest, and then like we kind of were winning by like ten or so. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the uh, the second matchup, that's when it was really close. I mean, both times we om- we only won by like the most was seven. That was mm-hmm. pretty close.
2: Yeah, just pretty impressive. I mean, Katie O'Connell had sixteen kills in that game. Did she, she, that was the game that she that that D- was the Link. set she was back. So dealing dealing yeah for sure but uh, I mean we've had so many other players step up I can't emphasize it enough we've had so many great players that have stepped up Nina's been very good in the back row and when we mentioned um, Keona and Kira Merkel has met, stepped up very well too Morgan Ross as well mm-hmm. they've done very well and they've really been stepping up and winning these big games when it matters so super super important going into conference play and just really trying to keep this moving here just get through Saginaw first like we were just talking about.
1: Yeah, definitely. Uh, We got nothing going on with golf. They have a couple weeks, uh, I think one more week off until they're back at it in action uh, down in Blacklick, Ohio. Uh, But softball uh, was over the weekend. Uh, Had a game at Grand Valley State in Allendale. Wasn't able to get the win there. on Kind of a dry spell uh, in the w count. but nonetheless got sagging on Valley State coming up. We're going to be looking forward to that. Uh, But, you know, 6-3 loss and a 9-6 loss. Uh, We're consistent, at least. We're very solid. I mean, we we had the hot start. In um, softball, but nonetheless, I mean, Gliak is pretty close for softball. I'm pretty sure.
2: Yeah, it, I mean, softball, baseball, those are all the sports where, I mean, we, I we know, said it. I mean, it's we've contagious. Talked, for we've doing talked, we've talked about this on the show. Like, there's, this is a game of, it's really a game of runs and streaks. It really, I mean, it's just such an interesting sport. The contagious, the the contagious atmosphere around it. Um, I mean, it's really just yeah. the wins come in bunches and losses come in bunches, and that's just that's just the the narrative of how the game is. And obviously, we had such a great start. Now we're kind of we we had a little bit of a we've had a little bit of a yeah. slip up, but you know, there's still plenty of season left. Um, I mean, frankly, this is still one of our first couple games playing on the turf, so um, there's certainly some yeah, something like you really there. gotta
1: get used to.
2: Oh yeah, I mean I know like when the tur-
1: I the turf is tough.
2: Yeah, playing on turf, I know when I played travel ball was something that was took me a little while to get used to. I mean the ball's coming in
1: so Way it just faster. It's coming especially in faster for infield. Like the reading the hops is a lot different. It just plays mm-hmm. like especially the ones where like it it's like the high hop that you really got to chase down before it takes the bounce. Like infield definitely just has. It cuts down, one, it cuts down the short reaction time a lot shorter because it'll just skip a lot more than when it hits the dirt.
2: Mm-hmm. I, do, I do like how turf has natural hops, though, because, I mean, like, grass you can get. Yeah, you can have, like, r- weird, weird bumps right. and
1: stuff like that. That's the one thing because ours, ours is half turf, half natural, right? are um, is natural?
2: Uh I'm not I think they might be. I'm not I'm, I'm pretty sure it is. I think it, I, drove I think faster so. the other day, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think so. But I mean I I like those fields and I that was something yeah, that I looks ex- cool. I experienced for the first time at a tournament in Indianapolis playing at in a Grand Park where they had their championship fields were on, we're half and half and I was like, "Whoa, I didn't know That's this weird. was a thing." So, but it was it's super cool cuz I think like I know at Reed City's field not thrown any not throwing any shade at them, but we had some very nasty,
1: nasty infield cops. My brain. It was bad. Also playing at Reed City, it wasn't the you, best field You to play know at. it. You know it. I know so, it, dude. Playing shortstop in second base, you never know where it's going to go off the infield grass.
2: Yeah, it, it's tough. I, I really don't know exactly what to
1: describe yeah. out of it, so I don't know. But nonetheless, <laughs> I mean, that's kind of one thing, like a learning curve. Not to make excuses, but like, especially, I mean, we also played Grand Valley, which is the number one team in the Gliac right now. I mean, they're six of them. Yeah, so I, I mean... It's yeah. it's a tough loss but I mean if we're if we're only down by 3 runs both times that's not too bad.
2: Yeah, it's we our offense is just a little bit more a little bit more stagnant than yeah. it was when we were playing it at changed. the tournaments. So, it's just going to be time to get that the adjustment. One, like,
1: the only thing that like could have made a difference is like someone gets a hit if they strike out or if like they ground out and they get a hit instead. Like that's like the only difference because that can like change the outcome of like the next batter up their outcome for what they're going to be able to do. Cuz if people aren't playing like if there's like a span where someone gets a like Or if, like, the grand value pitcher gets, like, two strikeouts in a row, that really affects your mentality when you go up rather than, like, if the person got on before you. So I think that's, like, the one big thing is, like, one hit, where someone gets out, I think that could really change the game.
2: Yeah, I mean, we were down six nothing in the the very last game, and it looked like it was over. And then we we start clawing our way back. We got two runs in the seventh, looking for looking for that epic comeback. But uh, and they obviously came up a little bit short. But um, we have we have had a couple more errors than usual. But obviously that just that just comes with the adjustments, and that yeah. just comes with the I mean, game. So yeah,
1: adjustments of playing on the turf field. So yeah, so give I'm, it time.
2: Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be okay. Plenty I mean,
1: plenty of season left too. Plenty of season we play everybody. Left. I think two more times. I don't, know, we play?
2: I don't know about two more times but well, I know we I play
1: th- I know we play Grand well, Valley another time I know we play north yeah we play everybody two more times I mean for well, who we play yeah, already yeah, we
2: play a pair of two games against an opponent and then we go to the place. One more place time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. What I'm, you know what I'm i saying. know, I know what you're saying. Yeah, we're, we're right here, Joe. We're right here. Connected. Con- and their telepathy right there. But, Electric connection, yeah. that's what they say. But it'll be definitely fun to see. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm really hoping that they can get a bounce back. We have Saginaw. It seems like we're playing Saginaw for everything almost this weekend. Not for soccer, but we have almost everything else. So. Must but
1: be something else. This,
2: this could be a prime, time, a prime time game to get back on track, so... Um, I mean, obviously, we had the slip-ups against Grand Valley. Um, I mean, Mackenzie Cleland had been injured in that Northwood second game, so um, obviously, like she was a big spark of why yeah. we were doing so well on the defensive side. As far as her pitching goes, she was phenomenal. But um, I mean, we got that offense back a little bit in the Grand Valley game, so maybe it's just a time that we can get that, that defense locked in and get the pitching the the pitching rotation getting a little bit more um, a little bit more efficient and get a little bit more dynamic plays I guess you can say as far as getting strikeouts Mm and doing very well so I mean it's it's tough to it's really tough to fill in for somebody that was so hot that like, it's like, oh, now the weight's kind of on my shoulders. Because yeah. I, I know personally, like, when you have a college when you have a college recruit pitcher on your team, like, you're kind of going into a game like, oh, yeah, we're yeah, going like, to be in good. good shape. Like, we're, we're then, like, not going to. It's like, it, that's, a, that's a very yeah, very stressful thing. And ch- then it
1: changes, and you have to be the one that kind of picks up everything. That's, exactly, that's tough, yeah. It's tough to adjust to, and it's tough to go to. But I'm uh, going to switch gears a little bit over the weekend. Uh, Sweet 16 play in the men's college basketball tournament. Very solid. Uh, the most sad thing I think over the weekend, Brandon. Oral Roberts is out. Boo. Oral Roberts is gone. It's sad.
2: One uh, one thing I did want to mention really quick. Oh, um, sorry, my before, bad. Before, no, you're you're good. Um, tenants did also get the weekend oh, yeah, win win bad. against sorry, Northwood. That was a big win for them. They're just I don't know if we should should we continue talking about like ten. Should we should we talk about tennis less in depth? Because I feel like when we've done that, they've been winning. Is
1: this a... Sur- is all right, this- let's move on.
2: I mean <laughs> superstition.
1: No, I'm just kidding. I mean, um, if if it works, it works.
2: Yeah, tennis, we did not forget about you, but we're doing this to help you. That, yeah. There you go. But, um, yes, Oral Roberts, sorry, sad Hate face. see it.
1: Can't pull off the FGCU. Yeah,
2: I, it would have been fun to see them just ride this train all the way out because
1: obviously... They almost did. They almost did. I will say that, but they, they lost to a nail biter. They got
2: a good look to win the game. I mean, they got it in Abbas' hands, and that's the guy they wanted to have the ball in his hands and it was it was a clean look. I mean it was just so close.
1: It I will would have say been this, so, so close. I will say this though. The one reason why they lost, I think comparatively, offensive rebounds, Arkansas had eighteen. So
2: Oh no, Arkansas beat them on the glass, that's yeah, for sure. That's
1: like one of the main things. Cause when I, I caught a glimpse of it and like in it they I think got, like four or five offensive rebounds and I was like, Bro, if they don't just start shaping up. Like if they give a lot of second chances, they're not gonna be able to win this game. I mean that's the reason why. If they just cut down like five rebounds, it would have probably been a totally different because they would have been up by ten and would have gone to the Elite Eight. Yeah, I than, think
2: the one thing that Arkansas to me was a team that um I had on my radar as far as far as could be a team that could leave early because
1: I think they're they're a very good team. I had them going out against Colgate.
2: Yeah, I mean, there was a bunch of people. I think that was, yeah, that was the number one as far as upsets. Yeah, number one popular upset was Colgate over Arkansas for a good reason. Those two teams were averaging the eighties. Like yeah. it was basically who was going to make and who was going to miss that night. That was the only difference. And obviously, Arkansas yeah. did a lot better. And what I've seen about Arkansas, I'm get, I'm getting a little bit more respect each and every game for Arkansas. I mean, Musselman's done a great job with that team. And when they get down and out, as far as they're not scoring as well. They're not shooting the three ball. They're making up for it in different departments. They did well from the yeah. free throw line, getting it on the offensive rebounds, and even going back to that Colgate game you were just talking about, them in that defensive spurt to cut down that run that Colgate had because they were, they were on fire. Like Colgate was running away with the yeah. game in the first half. They were running away, and then Arkansas mm. turned up the defense, threw a little press at them. And it really took advantage of some turnovers and that really changed the dynamic of that game because if they wouldn't have did that, I mean Colgate might have beat him by twenty. That's yeah. just how the game was going. Yeah. So but I mean I don't I'll,
1: think Arkansas will be able to make it on next round, especially if they only beat Oral Roberts by because who do they play next round? They play uh Baylor. Yeah. I don't especially Baylor's just a whole different breed.
2: Baylor Other, is a very good team and um I might say we have our we have our our pleasures for Rooting for Baylor because we both picked them in our brackets, but yep. uh, I mean, you give or Roberts credit. I mean, I'll give him, I'll give him a little one of these little standing of ovations because they gave us. The excitement of March Madness. A fifteen seed that we're rooting that's for. Just what we in love. the sweet sixteen. That's what everybody wants. The FC G C U part two. Like, we got a UCLA exactly to
1: root for now though. Yeah, we do Michigan's playing UCLA, so that's good.
2: and ah, that is I true. That. But,
1: I love that way better than playing Alabama.
2: Yes. And we will get to them in here in just a minute. We will talk we can talk about Baylor actually since they're going to be playing Arkansas. Yeah. They got the W um against Nova. Did yeah. not think Nova was gonna make it
1: this far to be honest. Yeah, I mean a lot
2: of people wrong. They they did a great job of really adjusting when Connor Gillespie left the team due to injury, and I mean he's obviously been there on the sidelines. But this
1: team's just been a lot different. And the dynamic of the team, just kind of like how they kind of operate on the court and how they get baskets, it's a lot different. Yeah, it was it was just a
2: really really interesting game, just because like, Villanova was winning first half, like Baylor could not shoot the three ball they were yeah they were by
1: seven in the first they half couldn't hit the bra- they couldn't hit the they
2: couldn't hit the side of a barn in the first half it seemed like it was really bad and just to put you in retrospect on how this game went like this was not a this was not a three-point shootout like i could have no. i could have expected both teams shot under 20 percent from three 20 percent from three that was how bad it was it was not pretty from outside and it was just a I like keep watching this game, and I mean, like, it's not like it was not like it was like, oh yeah, they were only sh- shy 18 combined threes. No, it was 38 combined or 36 combined three-point shots. Like they were still letting them fly, despite it was just a really interesting to see both of these teams that normally can fill it pretty pretty yeah. easily like struggle a little bit and how they adjusted. It was just a really interesting game, and I mean, I think what it came down to was just. Baylor was able to really take it over on the defense, and that's why I was so high on this team, and still am. Is they they can do it on both ends. They they really can show that they can do it on the defensive side too. I mean yeah. they've got one of the more dynamic court or backcourts as far as offensively and defensively in Mitchell and Butler. Those guys are fantastic, and that team really stepped up, and they forced turnovers on Villanova, and they scored off of them, and that was absolutely huge in this game. Because yeah. really, I mean it, it, it. I mean I watched this game and I watched the dynamic of it unfolded and it it really went exactly how you see it on paper right here. The turnovers killed Villanova and that's really what caused the difference in this game.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, and especially watching it, just kind of, I didn't really get to catch a whole lot of it, especially since like, with March Madness Live, you have to sign, side note, with March Madness Live, you have to sign your TV provider and Mm -hmm. I don't know my parents' TV provider, like (gasps) login information. No. So I have to keep creating new accounts so I can watch it for free. And my parents don't know their login information. They just uh, so I can't even I can't even log in. That's a bummer. I'm pretty sure I know the password, I just don't or I know the username, I just know the password.
2: I may or may not have streamed. Um uh, taking taking an over under of five games on my phone over the past week, that's definitely probably been over. Yeah. At least, okay i won't I say watched one in class the other day i, I watched the game in class i won't day. say i will lie. well that that's acceptable i mean yeah no, i just happens, kidding <laughs> no that's i loved in high school when you put it on the projector i don't know how many times i've seen those memes over the on social media my old high school just, my,
1: my old math teacher sent me pictures of it or, or like of stuff like that they're watching it into classes they are this year yeah so many heck yeah what i've what, like
2: I, we, I know we talked about this on a previous episode and you guys can go check that out in the feed where we talk about yeah some of this stuff and it was it was really cool. But um anyway, um Baylor moving on to play Arkansas. Um there's they are throwing them one of three uh one seeds remaining it's be at, good.
1: so it's gonna hopefully be, it's um, gonna be
2: very good. I'm I'm excited. Um I got
1: Baylor winning the whole thing. So uh, Baylor do good.
2: Yeah in our bracket I do too so we're hopefully rooting for
1: this thing. Connected yeah I've High fives.
2: Yeah, cool. cool. Um, that was the worst high five we've ever had. I wish the people would have saw that. That was such a <laughs> terrible high five. Anyway, <laughs> so moving bad. on. Um, America's favorite, Loyola, Chicago. Wah, wah,
1: can't, wah. Can't, uh, can't, can't keep the streak and make it to the final could four. Could
2: not get it done. Oregon State, the Beavers. I'll, be, I'll admit it. I was a hater. I was a hater. I didn't think this team was that good. And I know they were coming into the tournament hot, and they've stayed hot. Let me tell you, they've done. They, yes. They've been so good. I mean, Ethan Thompson at 22 in this game, he's been great. Um, I mean, that team just seems like they've just got it figured out. I don't, I don't know what it is because, like, when you look at the team, they're not necessarily like one of those teams. Yeah. they're where, not.
1: They're not like a blockbuster team. No, they're they're more of like it's like it's a a team that I would who would I compare them to? It's like the. Uh, uh, the championship Pistons from like the early two thousand, a lot of role players. A lot of role players.
2: Yeah, I would I would agree with that. I mean, I mean, I would say that there's. I mean, Ethan Thompson is definitely. I mean, he's their guy. I mean, he's the one that's doing a lot of the heavy lifting. I mean, he had twenty two of the sixty five. Um, I mean, that was the shot late in the game from Drav Lucas was just absolute money. I mean, he he was had that step back off the pass, pretty much sealed the deal at that point. And, I mean, it was like a minute ten left, and then that pulled them up seven. And that was kind of the – everybody was like, oh, Loyola's going to lose. Like, this this might yeah. be over. And, I mean, I really – I mean, this was a game that really just came down to who took the moment when it was presented to them. And, I mean, Oregon State did a great job. I mean, they really did a great job in the first half. Like, the, Loyola was winning the first, like – seven eight minutes of this game like it was like nine to like there was a point in the game like the first five minutes Oregon say only had one singular point yeah. well, just one point like the the defense for Loyola was great and I mean the halftime score was 24 16 if that tells you anything about how this game went but I mean I think Loyola I think Loyola settled a little bit too much they took a lot more threes than they're normally normally um they normally do, so I think that was one thing that kind of a little bit of shook them off their horse a little bit. That they just didn't have that comfortability. They were they were throwing up a lot of threes, I know Oregon State was really moving around, trying to yeah. trying to change up their offense. And it was just a really interesting game because I think a lot of people expected a much different outcome. Because on paper it was like with the narrative of what happened a year or two ago, and the way that this tournament has been. It looked like the Ramblers were just going to ramble on by the Beavers. And that didn't happen. So I think America's still a little shocked because I think we wanted to see Will Roberts and Loyola Chicago play each other. But unfortunately, that's not going to happen. But, I mean, if you want to root for a Cinderella team in this tournament. Oregon State's where to go. Oregon State is or the UCLA, team. Or UCLA, one of the two. I, Oregon State, I believe, would be the Cinderella team. They were picked, I believe, 12th or 11th in the Pac-12 standings. Like, they were almost dead last. Yeah, and this aren't they the first,
1: they're the first team in Pac-12 to be preseason ranked dead last to make the tournament, right? Or yeah. to win? Did they win the Pac-12, right? Uh, Yeah, they won the Pac-12. I think that's the first time in Pac-12 history, right? Something like
2: that. It's been definitely a long time, if not so. I mean, this team's hot, and they're rolling. And, I mean, you got to give credit where credit is due. I mean, the, well, man, they've just done such a great job. I'm still shocked that I'm talking about Oregon State. Still moving on. This long, because
1: I, I I knew that was the uh, what's the lowest rank someone's ever made to like the national championship or even won it. Um, not it's an 11 seed LSU or something like that.
2: Um, I don't know. I I think there was. I mean, as far as Final Four, there's always been a double digit seed. So I mean, that can give you an indication on there might be an upset this weekend because we have two of them. Um, in right now, in the tournament still left. So I mean, I'm not sure the, exactly what the numbers on that. You could probably, if you want to look that up, you can. But I mean, I'm not, me I'm not quite sure what the the highest. I know, um, I know we had eight seed. I know uh,
1: lowest seeds ever to win the national title. Villanova is number eight seed in 1985. UConn is number seven. In I remember UConn is, UConn is a seven. That was a good. Kemba Walker that year was Kariak, absolutely insane. Eleven seed LSU in 1986. Eleven seed George Mason. I don't think did George Mason even win it. I think they just went pretty far. What year was that? Two thousand six.
2: No, they didn't. Did they win at all? No. Let me look this up. No, 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 no. Google, no, Google no. may be lying to me. No. Two thousand six
1: March Madness tournament.
2: I don't think they won.
1: I don't think so either.
2: No, I thought they made it to like the final four, and that was champion
1: a, Florida Gators. Yeah.
2: Florida won. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because they lost to Florida. That
2: was like what the Joakim Noah. Um, yeah, the jo- yeah, that was like that the, team. That was that a le- that was a legit team.
1: Like that, that was, was the consensus
2: team. like title winner because I think yeah. they were a 1 seed and they were like first or second highest overall. I mean, obviously there was people that thought otherwise, but I mean, there's there's definitely a possibility for a run and that's that's basically what we're saying. I mean, Wayne Tinkle's yeah. got this team where they want him and they're running right now. So, look out for the Beavers cuz they're they're Go they're beef. they're taking it on, but um the last game, um I thought could have been a potential upset, but Houston's defense was great. I mean, they really forced Syracuse out of their comfort zone yeah. and made him play. And Buddy
1: Boheim was just like throwing they, up shots that, should not have gone, that he should not have shot.
2: Yeah, I, they were trying to force a lot, and I know Houston's defense was a big part of that. And, I mean, it's really tough to battle back. Especially when you're playing a team like Houston that's really gritty, does the fundamentals wears you down, and that's a tough team. Like Houston's a good team. I know that I I personally didn't see them going as far as they are right
1: now, but yeah, I thought they were going to go out pretty early, like maybe second third round. Yeah, like I
2: was looking at if Clemson wins, like that could be the upset that doesn't make sense on paper. What could happen? Like, yeah. there's always there's always a seven seed or an eight seed that's going to beat a one or a two seed that you don't see coming, and th- I mean that happens so much. I yeah. I honestly thought that Loyola would have a, a a legitimate chance. I didn't think they would actually pull it off. Like, I was really really high on Illinois in the way they were playing, and I know I wasn't as high as a lot of people other were, but they still lost in the second yeah. round. So, I'm, I mean, so i I mean I love yeah. seeing th- I love seeing the memes of um Brad Underwood like saying something and then they're like breaking Illinois has now claimed for the national championship <laughs> and it's like wow if they they started it they started it we're just finishing it that's all that's all I gotta say about that but good win for the Cougars they're still moving on and they, they looked pretty good I mean uh, they didn't score the ball as well which gives me a little bit of concerns when they yeah. play in the uh, if they do beat Oregon State if they're gonna have to match up against a team like Baylor or even if they make it even farther either Gonzaga or whoever comes out of that arm. Uh, out of the Michigan UCLA matchup because yeah. those are both t- Those offenses are legit. If Houston can f- can keep up, is the question mark to me because their yeah. their defense is great. Offense, eh,
1: I don't know. Offense is so so. Yeah.
2: yeah, I'm not I'm not quite sure. But moving on into speaking of Michigan, go blue! Hail to the victors! I think yes. Um, they got the W, 76 58. Champions and
1: the best. Sorry, I was just singing the <laughs> fight song.
2: <laughs> no, you can keep going. You can say the whole thing if you want to. Maybe later. Okay, we'll have to we'll have to do that later. But great win, great win. This was an absolutely great game to watch as a Michigan fan. Not a great game to watch as a Seminoles fan. I feel your pain because that team did not play as good as they no. should
1: have. To be honest, I had did I had Michigan going out this round or the next. I had Michigan going out next round.
2: Yeah, I think... Which a I don't
1: think it's going to happen now because Alabama lost. Yeah, um, I,
2: I like Michigan's chances against UCLA. A lot more than, more than
1: Bama. So, but
2: I mean, I, UCLA's hey, hot, though. As you said, could know.
1: UCLA be the first team that is a play-in team that could go...
2: That could be a record, right?
1: Let me look Maybe that up. Maybe you
2: have to root for UCLA. Let now, me look that up. This I is mean, how, we're not going to This for is how them, America but. should be. Michigan loses to UCLA... Oregon State loses to Houston, UCLA somehow beats Gonzaga, and then most likely, well, I'll just say the hypothetical. They're going, and then Oregon State will beat either Baylor or Arkansas. Huh. Now you got, you're gonna have pretty much the greatest. They're gonna have an all-time historic national championship game, which is possible. You could make reasons for it, which is bonkers. But I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That's a tall order. To try to take down a team like Gonzaga and Baylor, but I mean, we saw Illinois fall, so anything's possible. Really, I think you're going to have to do it on the defensive end, though. That's how you're going to beat these teams. You're not gonna, you're yeah. not gonna beat them in a track meet. I mean, we saw that with Gonzaga. Like, no teams are keeping up without offense right now. If you're going to have to get a lockdown team that can really just annihilate. Uh, on the inside, so I don't know. I mean, USC could be a team that could do that. Kind of going into that game, 82 to 68. But um, also shout out to Brandon Johns, my MVP for that game. He stepped up huge, and he's been really the reason that Michigan's played or played so well in this game because he did so much impact. Yeah. I know he didn't. I know he had some like 16 points or whatever it was. Um, I'm looking it up right now. 14 points. Mm-hmm. Um, he had the boards. He was getting gritty with the steals, getting in there. He was doing a lot of the dirty work, and that's what you need for him to do. I mean, Dickinson was good. He had 14 points. He was a little shaky. Um, Franz was great. Franz was Franz really had a sneaky good game. He had 13 and 10. Um, Brooks had six. Mike Smith had eight. Um, Davis did well in the inside. He had six points. Um, I have a couple of rebounds, too. Um, Jace Howard, he got the N1 at the end of the game. I think that was America's highlight, but... Um, uh, obviously, with Juwan Howard pumping his fist or whatever, but Florida State didn't take care of the basketball. That's all you really can say because they they gave the ball away uh, to us way too much. It was terrible. Yeah, like, their they,
1: turnovers kind of lost. They
2: in the only game had 14 before. turnovers, but 10 of them came in the first half, and I'm pretty sure we had like 25 points off turns. Like that's just you you can't give up 25 points off turnovers. Yeah, you and can't. I mean, Michigan.
1: W- Michigan, when you stay under double digits for turnovers, it's pretty solid.
2: No, they've been efficient. I, they've yeah. been great. But, I mean, we're, we're rolling. Go Blue, baby. We're rolling. Go
1: but Blue. the team, they will be
2: facing. I didn't see this coming. UCLA beating be Alabama. Michigan
1: State play, in the play-in game. Yeah. I honestly thought <laughs> UCLA was going to lose the first round. They proved me wrong. They've played with millions wrong, probably. Yeah. Now
2: I'm at the point now where it's like, do I root for UCLA to win it all? Or do I just stay with Michigan? That's they, the one question. No, I'm gonna stay Michigan in my heart. It would be something though. UCLA wins it all. I I, I would, would be stand mad up here and just be I like, be bash myself
1: if Michigan loses. But then I'll be like, probably for like two seconds, and I'll be like, oh, well, I mean, UCLA is still going, so I mean, that's cool. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like it's, yeah, it's, saying. it's a win-win. Oh, like yeah, it's a win-win. if I'll be mad for a second, but I'll get over it because it's like
2: the loyal game. think like you have a reason. I don't think it'll happen reason. though
1: because like Michigan is just playing not the way I expected them to play. Mm-hmm. They played a lot better than I thought they were going to play.
2: I like our I like our chances against UCLA a little bit better because I like our size inside can be a big yeah. factor in this game. And I think
1: that can be huge. And UC- UCLA, if they play at all like they did against Michigan State, they won the game against Michigan State, but they just played, like, not good. I don't know how to explain that, but they just did not play well. And I think if they just go back to that all... And, I mean, sooner or later, when you're the underdog all the time, it's going to catch up to you, and there's going to be a team who, like, you can rely on the underdog factor, and you can rely on the upset factor of, like, just having that in the back of their mind. It's like, what if we get upset? But, like... Sooner or later, that's just going to go away, and the team's just going to come in and take care of us. And I think Michigan's going to do that. It's probably going to be closer than I think it's actually going to be because UCLA, like I said, still has the underdog factor, but Michigan will probably roll.
2: Yeah, I like our chances. I'm not going to jinx them or anything or whatever you when know, they second. play tomorrow. But thank you for knocking on the door. Um, sure. Which is made out of wood, by the way. Disclaimer. Yeah, it's not gonna work. Um, but I, I mean UCLA, Alabama should have won this game, no question. I know it was a little bit like, wait, what? I mean, they were down at halftime. They fought back. They had the buzzer beater. Here's the the real snap that shows out. Free throws, 11 for 25. They let 14 open points. They literally left 14 empty points in the NCAA tournament. Here's my
1: thing about if you're a basketball player and you have free throws... I just don't, I don't understand how like you don't have a better than like 80%, like 85% free throw percentage. I
2: don't, I don't know. You know know. what I'm saying? Yeah, it's hard. I know free throws are hard. You practice those
1: every day. It's a free shot. No one's guarding you. And it's arguably one of the easiest shots. Well, it is the easiest shot in basketball. And in high school, I just practiced them every day and I got really good at it. Yeah. It's not, I don't think it's that hard. But somehow these people, just somehow these guys who go to school to play basketball miss them. And I don't mm. understand that. I don't know. Especially like NBA too. That's one thing I don't understand is how people can miss or not have like a better than 85% free throw percentage.
2: Yeah. I don't know what, I mean, I know
1: there's, it might be
2: one of those where
1: it's like, um, I don't. And of course, of course, like there's like, um. I guess like the, the atmosphere is different. Sure. Like, I mean, you're in sure. March Madness tournament. Mm-hmm. But if you just practice them every day and you just make like 100 a 100 or shoot a 100 a day at least and just practice getting consistent and basically make it so it's like second nature. So it's like breathing that you can just remember the technique and remember the form. Free throws
2: are not like breathing, just saying.
1: Okay, well, obviously it's not like breathing, <laughs> but I, you understand what I'm saying. If you just practice them enough so they're second nature, so you it's basically muscle memory when you go to shoot them. I don't know. One of the many mysteries that I just don't understand about the basketball world.
2: Yeah, I mean... It it killed him. That's really all you can say is that that's why they're now going to be heading home and UCLA's going to be playing in the Elite Eight. But Mm -hmm. Gonzaga taking care of Creighton. Expected. Yep. Their offense is too good at this point. I don't Really know what Creighton's luck was going to run out a little bit. Yep, they were going to run out. They weren't as good as a team. To I, 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 won't say they're they were um, Gonzaga's time is
1: coming though. Yeah. usually, usually the. Yeah. I'm is not. I'm not going to say
2: Creighton didn't deserve to be here, but they were one of the more seeds that I was. They were the five bit, seed that, that I could well. have seen. They play, yeah, they
1: didn't play really they well. They played but very. Creighton. They
2: played very well in the first two games to get here and that. But the, some of the times, like they didn't play well at times, and like I'm obviously yeah. like the Ohio game. There, there really should have been like they like they should have lost at the UC UCSB game and then they they had an opportunity to possibly lose the Ohio game early yeah. on but I they, could have seen
1: Creighton being a lower seed than 5 to be honest like I guess like one team where I thought it was a little bit generous for where they were at
2: Yeah Creighton I could have probably put as a 6 seed I think the beginning of the year when they were red hot and they were one of they were like in the top 15 at one point that that definitely uh-huh, yeah that boosted definitely them hit, up.
1: helped them out a little so, bit but
2: Gonzaga winning by 18 I mean that's really all you have to say about that uh USC beating Oregon big game for the Mobile Brothers big big win um I mean they got the job done 14 points so um was the deficit and I'm I mean really I mean if you're uh, I mean this was something that was pretty funny because like you looked at the the brothers and, like, they played really good and they weren't even the best players on their team that game. Like, they, they were good, but, like, White and Eddie were just filling it. Absolutely filling it. They had 42 combined points in the backcourt. They, they just wow, phenomenal. I
1: mean, we saw a but lot these, of... Four, of their, top, four of their starting five had double digits.
2: Yeah, we saw a lot of scoring in this game. A lot of scoring in this game. Oregon just didn't hit early on and that pretty much kind of... Yeah kind of disintegrated their chances along the stretch but I mean it's hard to it's hard to you f-
1: had 28 and Duarte had 21 so yeah, like they kind of had they, the same thing were, it's just it's just everyone else wasn't really the same caliber right you know what I'm yeah. saying like UC, USC had guys who like stepped up too and scored double digits but no one else on Oregon's team scored yeah. double digits
2: It'll, it'll, it was just in – for Oregon, you were trying to find a fire extinguisher for a wildfire. at this. That's really the only yeah. – you know, I mean, they were shooting 57% from po- three. Uh, what so. is
1: it, up the river without a paddle? Is that the – I don't know if that saying fits, but
2: – Yeah, I mean, 57% from the floor, 58 from three, 83 from the line. I don't know how you stop that. I mean, you chase them off the line maybe, but then they get a closer look. I, I don't know. Yeah. I I'm thinking about how they could have won this game. I mean, obviously, they needed to take the chances when given, and they, yeah. they really didn't do I think that. think the USC just played better. Yeah, I mean, Oregon played great in the second half. Yeah. Just the first half, they were too, they were too stagnant. That's, they yeah, were too slow. And that's the
1: tough part. It's like when you're down 41-26 to 26 after the first half, when you go to the locker room and you look up at the scoreboard before you go into the tunnel, 15. and you see that it's a 15-point deficit, it's, it's like you know USC is going to come out hard. So you got to come out hard as well and then top them. They did top them in the second half, but like to make it so you have to score 15 more points and then add some more onto that so you can win the game, that's a tough task to do.
2: Yeah, I think Oregon...
1: You're behind the eight ball already when you go in the second th- half.
2: There were times where they should have changed more, and then there were times that they stuck to it. They should have st- st- stuck? Stuck, stuck a word? Stuck. Stuck. Stake Staken?
1: Staken. Staked? Stuck. What?
2: They should have stayed with the same strategy. But um, I there were just times where you, frankly, just the USC was throwing it up and it was going in. So I don't... Yeah. I, I, I mean, trying to be an analyst here to tell
1: you exactly what... I yeah. mean... It's it, one of those times where you like, USC just had everything going for them. And yeah, Oregon was I mean, just it, yeah. playing catch-up the whole game. Yeah, I it was just like...
2: USC just figured it out, and then it was just you weren't stopping them. It was really that was all it is. Yeah, and that's basketball. So, I mean, really, gonna be really interesting. But yeah, um, I See, mean,
1: late day coming up is gonna be very fun. Very just very saying. fun. It is going
2: to be fun. I'm I'm excited. I know you are, Joe. Oregon State, Houston. Um, oh man, that's tough. I like Houston's chances, but I don't know. There's gonna probably be a double digit seed. To make the Final Four, because we've seen this Most narrative likely. before. Hopefully. So hopefully,
1: and, because that would be sick. Yeah, I love seeing double digits.
2: Yeah. So and of course with hopefully my Michigan
1: with, doesn't have to play a double digit because when we had to play Loyola, and uh, we had to end the streak or whatever, I felt bad. But then I, I like, didn't
2: feel bad. So that so we don't want we want Michigan to win. So that means narratively to get that double digit seed, Oregon State has to win. go Beeves. That's how it's going to be, I guess. We're going to root for Oregon State. Um, then Arkansas, Baylor. Um, it's gonna, that one's going to be a good game. It's going to
1: be good if Arkansas can really keep up the threes and keep up the shots. I feel like they'll be able to stay in. But Baylor just has a good defense. Right? I just don't know if they'll be able to do that.
2: Mm-hmm. I think it'll be interesting. I, I think Baylor's defense is going to be legitimate. And then we got Michigan-UCLA. Um, we'll see how much we pound it inside, and see if our guards stay efficient mm-hmm. defensively, because that could be a big factor. And then, obviously, USC going to be taking on Gonzaga. See, see how USC. Zags. Hey, if USC, USC shoots how they did last night, I don't know. It could be close. I'm not going to say they're going to beat Gonzaga, but they're going to. They might make this a lot closer than a lot of yeah. people. Are I think like a right lot now. of
1: people already count out USC, but a lot of people also are just like keep counting them out. Yeah. Keep counting them I mean, out. USC, one who knows? I don't
2: know. It'll be interesting, though. I, I mean, low key, like, obviously, like, um, the last point here on March Madness here. I want you, I, I really want to see somebody. Like, I want to see these, like, these smaller seeds come up from, rise from the ashes when everybody's Like a phoenix on from the and, ashes. Yeah, make it all the way up to the promised land. And I just went Bill Walton there for a second. I don't know what was just going <laughs> on with my voice, but, um, I guess if you're listening this long, then, hey, you got a treat, I guess. I don't know. Just start doing random impersonation. But, yeah. We knew Dickie
1: V. No, we knew Dickie V. It's
2: going to be a nail biter. <laughs> <No>, it's <I'm laughs> going to be crazy. <laughs> but, anyway, um. Hot take though. Side note: I wish Dickie V and Bob with Shoes were on call for some of these games. That too, those two. I love
1: that Here's combo. I don't mind Dicky V, but his. I feel bad for saying, but I, his voice gets on me after a while.
2: <sighs> really? I know. That's the thing. Oh, I I wish man. it didn't,
1: but it just does. I can only listen to like maybe a half. That's yeah. It. I looking mean, at it? Did he, someone hit the wall
2: or something. Ju-
1: what? Something hit the wall. No. Oh, you looked I was at the just, wall I, like
2: was, quick. I was looking away in sadness. So, oh, yeah. oh, like a little glimpse was, away. Oh, mm.
1: no, it's one of those. Either way, no,
2: I I think the crew they have. I mean, Kevin Harlan, Ian Eagle, Jim Nance, um, and um, the other it's guy forgot, solid his, crew. forgot his name. That, no, those those four. Um, th- that's a great crew. I'm, I'm not saying yeah. anything like one of them shouldn't be there, but Dicky V in March Madness would be absolutely magical. That's all yeah. I'm gonna say. I
1: feel like. I would be able to bear his voice for a game.
2: Yeah. Anyway, back to the point I was making here, wrapping up the segment after we just wrapped up that segment after wrapping up that segment.
1: (laughs) Inception. I want
2: to see the underdog succeed, but a Baylor-Gonzaga championship would be sick,
1: especially since we didn't get to see it because it got canceled earlier in the year. Exactly. That would be sick. But also, like you said, I want to see a a double digit.
2: Yeah. So it's a win-win, right? Yeah. Except for when like have so unless many like possibilities Ar- unless to get like out Arkansas, Arkansas.
1: This to win. USC Michigan makes it to the national championship. Win. Gonzaga Baylor. Win. win. Oregon State. Win. UCLA. I'll be mad for a second, but it's a win. So the only matchup where you hate USC Arkansas. That's
2: really the only one. Yeah, that's the only one that, that like one throw would kind of like wrench. That will be so like polar like that Arkansas kinda, is going to be shooting threes. Really be USC is going to be pounding the inside. Really going to be a weird part. game. I mean, still, it'll be... Those teams that deserve to be there. But. Yeah. but when we come back, talk some Olympics. Yes, you heard that right. The hey, five rings. Oh, Tokyo 2020,
1: 2021. So, Joe, the Olympics, they're almost here. Like I know, 2021. We were supposed to have them in 2020 summer. Yeah. But then, uh, as you know, the old rona uh can i tuck over can i cancel it rona i, I mean, think the first time when's the last time that i got canceled oh back man. in like i don't was know. it in like the in like the 40s or something because uh, of world war Two is that the last time i think so maybe i think
2: so yeah i don't know
1: because they had f- the one in berlin in like the 30s and yeah. then they might had have, i think have they can check it. that yeah i we'll mean have to it, look that up but nonetheless been, i'm very excited for this one
2: yeah i mean obviously
1: not around the corner like I mean, right. we, got, we got time. Yeah. We got like at least what is it, four months, five yeah. months.
2: I mean, it'll start. I believe it's like July twenty third through August like eighth. So but it's the biggest,
1: uh, it's biggest, the biggest, biggest sporting event in like all the world. Really? Yeah, the globe. It's the big, most globally yeah. known. What sport. ones are? What ones are you looking forward to? Uh,
2: I'm really. I'm looking. I mean, obviously, with the, the obvious connection, I'm looking forward to seeing the running events
1: just because. Me, yeah, but, I mean, you're running. Yeah, runner so man. I mean, I'm look,
2: I'm looking at a lot of guys like that are gonna. They could do really well, especially in the running department. Like, I mean, there's looking a lot of them. Um, like the marathoners, obviously, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good names on there. Galen Rupp. Um, I mean, Molly Sattel's been very good. Jake Riley mm-hmm. as well. Like, those guys are going to be representing the, the United States. So I'm really looking forward to see how they do. Uh, I mean, I'm also looking forward to seeing all the other guys, like, in my events where it's like the 1500s, and guys at like Craig Engels, and those guys just tear it up. Yeah. So th- that'll be fun for sure. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of sports that, like... They're just they're just so like bonkers. You just want to you just want to watch them just because like they're just such unique sports, you know. Yeah. So like there there's like always
1: there's always just some like well, I got a list here. Cycling I like watching cycling. Cycling's an interesting their, one. Their quads are massive. Yeah. The sprint cyclists or whatever. Yeah. The track cycling. It's boor- It's like borderline, like, miniature barrels. like that's, I saw that's a bing- um, they added a couple sports, too, that I'm excited for. They yeah. had skateboarding. Skateboarding. Which is kind of cool. It's more of an X Games thing, but nonetheless, Have like, you ever watched handball? I have. Handball is... That is sick. Cr- it's a cool I sport. I love watching that. I wish they had that, like, on actual TV. Yeah. Because, like, they move that... I forget. I think Serbia is really good at it, if I remember from 2016. I think so, yeah. They're really good at it, but, like, they... You know how you you can't throw the ball around the line Mm -hmm. or whatever? Yeah. They, like, jump, and they don't throw it to like, the last second. And they, like, do, like, a weird, like, hand motion. They take the distance away. It is so... It's impressive, I'm not even going to lie, but skateboarding is coming up. I'm pretty excited for that. I like watching that. Yeah, they're
2: having three-on-three three basketball this year. What? So Not five-on-five? Five no,
1: it's three-on-three, three, I
2: believe, if I remember correctly. Why would they do that? I don't know. I th- I saw that, and I Let read it, and I was this like, business real quick. very interesting. But um, maybe I have that detail. It well, I'm pretty sure it it. Is. Um,
1: I mean. Yeah, three-on-three on- th-
2: three three basketball. It says two,
1: and then it says three-on-three three basketball, two. So I think they have both. So they probably have both. Okay, that that would make sense. You think, question, actually. Sorry to cut you off, but question. So you know, in like the was it the FIBA World Cup, where the like USA didn't really have a lot of good guys on it. Like we had good guys, but we lost or whatever. And it was like the first time we lost in like yeah, because like we didn't 90s. have any
2: like N- any NBA All Stars. Yeah,
1: yeah. Do you think like, do you think that we're gonna have like all the guys who didn't participate participate?
2: I think there's a good chance. I th- I think there's definitely I feel like the
1: Olympics have lost. Sorry for cutting you off again. My no, bad. Ch- I'm, I'm just I'm just getting in. I'm just getting on a roll and I can't stop for some you reason. You just
2: cut me in half and you cut me in thirds. So yeah, like you know, my man. show now, Brandon. My show. Wow. No. It, it who said it was anybody's show? It's our <laughs> show. <laughs> wow. Goodness. That one I coming fourth. So I don't. I don't know what to do. I'm just cut <laughs> off everywhere. Um, I don't know. I. I. I'll be interesting. I'll, I'll be very. I'll be very interested in learning who's going to be representing Team USA on the floor. On the floor. So, I mean, I think there's a lot of. I mean, obviously, you're going to have younger guys that are going to probably have to yeah. step, step up. Because I mean, I think. I mean, especially right now, you got guys like LeBron, Anthony Davis, those guys that are not healthy. Steph, like you've got guys that normally might be interested in playing on the team. Yeah. Kyrie, KD. That might not be playing. And I think a lot of the, the a lot of the noble notable names that normally represent, like I mean, obviously we bring up the um, the recently lost Kobe that was a very very yeah. big mentor of that that department and Vince Carter too. So I I think it'd be interesting to see who's going to I think they still going will. To represent. I think, I think they're I think, gonna
1: put together a pretty good squad. Yeah, there's no way they don't. I mean there's I'm too more, much talent. Yeah. I'm wondering since like it seems like the Olympics have like lost not credibility, but just like hype around it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, I could see that. Um, I'm, I mean, of course, we're gonna be watching hockey because hockey is great. I mean, hockey's
1: not even. It's summer. I thought there was hockey this year in is the it? summer. In the summer, maybe I, I can so. check. I, I mean, have a list here. I think so. I mean, it's the There's field hockey. There's not actual hockey. List.
2: Oh, maybe it's field hockey then. I, yeah. It just says hockey on my list. So one thing, Brandon, I'm, I might. I should probably look at the official. I know list. you're
1: excited for. Well, you should be excited for that. I'm excited for. Baseball and softball are coming back to the Olympics because Japan is a big baseball country because it got cut out because we had it in Italy uh, back in like the 90s or whatever it was, whenever that was, Mm -hmm. and then we had it in Athens, and then it got cut out because London didn't want to make any baseball fields.
2: Right, because they they just like cricket. That's all they like.
1: They didn't want to make anything. No baseball, no softball. The Brits knew that they were going to lose because USA is the best. Oh, Hot take But it's snap. backed up by But it's backed up by facts Who won the World <laughs> Baseball Classic we USA oh,
2: Of course we did We're the best baseball team In America in I was almost gonna say America <laughs> It's like I would hope USA so USA is the best baseball A USA is the best team in America but It yeah.
1: should be But that begs the question what are they going to do with the World Baseball Classic now? Oh, this is tough. Are they going to wait till next year to our, if they're going to cancel baseball out of it next year? Because that's what the World Baseball Classic was made for. When they got canceled out, they were like, we want to play Correct. the thing. So so now you come down to who's going to reign true. Yeah. And how many, how many uh, teams are there going to be? Because in the World Baseball Classic, there was only like 16.
2: Mm-hmm. So Mainly I Mhm. Mainly
1: all of them being on the... Eastern or the Western world or Western Hemisphere.
2: This could be a situation where you see, I I thought stuff, I thought about um, this scenario. Then we when we brought up this um, or this topic to discuss, what if the Olympics now becomes the the like we're gonna see baseball and softball in the Olympics? Like we're gonna see the World Baseball Classic teams and players, like the professionals yeah. going to the Olympics and then the World Baseball Classic. It's turned into a a prospect like, tournament, kind of a thing. Honestly, so that'd be kind of cool. So then you get everybody able to play, and then but at they that same have, time, if they had some, if there was no rules of eligibility against it, somebody gets hurt, somebody's already playing, and then in the, in the WBC, they can move up, yeah, and then they could play in the Olympics. But At the
1: same time, I mean, they kind of already do have that for like the for I think the USA has like a U eighteen team and stuff like that. So I don't know. I hope but all I'm all I'm saying is the World Baseball Classic was so fun to watch.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm going to it's going to be sad so seeing I'm, one of them yeah, we'll see one of them go away. Cuz obviously we want to see it in the Olympics What's because it? that would make it that would make it obviously the the most viewed it would be it'd be much more viewed in the Olympics than it would be with the WBC, but I mean we understand that like it's going to be a tough decision because I mean the World Baseball Classic is an, is incredible. It's been yeah. phenomenal the last couple of years, so it's going to be hard to see that disintegrate, but I mean, it's almost it's it's all it's hard to know like yeah, we're we're passing up the Olympics for a tournament like this type yeah. of a tournament. So
1: We we probably will have it for the next 2, I think, cuz we'll have it for this year and then the next summer one is going to be in uh Paris, so we might have it. I don't know if Paris will make baseball fields. And then Los Angeles is in 2028, mm-hmm. so we probably will have it for the next two at least. Yeah, I don't think they'll cancel it one and then bring it back to the next one. No, you know what no, I'm saying? no, no, no. They'll they'll take it out for a chunk of time. Yeah.
2: I, I think that, that that would be tough. I mean, that might this might be like the World Baseball Classic might just go play every year besides the Olympics. Like they just might make it a yearly thing to where and then they're playing each other every year and. Then you just one year that you take off, it's just replaced by the Olympics. It's basically like a yeah. a pre. You're you're basically getting you would know, call it like in like the in soccer you play friendlies, so you have yeah. all these teams come together and then you'd have them play against each other. Yeah. And then obviously it doesn't matter. But I mean the world WBC when it wouldn't necessarily be like it's not gonna be exhibitions where it's like oh yeah it doesn't matter yeah. we can make it the tournament. I, but it keeps everybody in that competitive international yeah. um, aspect until the Olympics.
1: One thing I don't see on here, but I know it's wrong, is soccer. Soccer, yes. I don't see it on the list, but I know it's happening.
2: Yes, and the United States is not going to be represented in men's the Olympics. Team. Men's, men's team. team, sorry. Women's and, team will, but oh, men's team yeah. will. Oh yeah. Why
1: do you think our men's team is like not good, and our women's team is? <laughs>
2: this is a tough. This is a tough one. I think there's, there's the loss of. I don't want to say loss of nationality cuz I'm not going to question people's opinion on nationality or whatever. I don't think it's like we hate the country or anything or like that. I don't think yeah. it's like that. The Olympics has lost the especially in soccer in the United Even States the in particular. The value and the just the idea like playing for the United States team has been lost due to the just like the fallouts the the coaching s- scandals. Just everything about it—it's just been depleted. It
1: just doesn't seem as special.
2: No, you it know doesn't. What I'm no, yeah, I agree. It doesn't. It's not the same as it was. I mean, obviously, when you think of probably United States soccer at its prime, you're thinking probably Landon Landy. Donovan, yeah, all that stuff. Joe, um, I almost said Joe Hart, Tim Howard, Michael Bradley. Yeah, Josie no, Altidore. it's like Chris,
1: Christian Pulisic and all that.
2: You're you're basically having all these young guys play because like the older guys just don't want to play. It seems like to whatever reasons, or maybe they're still, they're devoted to club or whatever. I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, I, I mean, we still got, we still have a team that we're putting out. I mean, we just, we just didn't make the cut cause we, we, we didn't beat Honduras to get out of our group. So we didn't qualify. It, it's, I don't know. I don't know exactly. I've been trying to figure out what that is for the longest time. Yeah. I mean, we have, like, we have pretty good players. I mean, you brought up Pulisic, who was yeah. one of the best generational players that we've ever seen. Yeah. And we have other, we have other guys. I mean, Zach Stefan. I mean, I, there's a lot of other notable, notable guys that can be really good. It just seems like we just don't have that consistent firepower that we're yeah. used to. And I don't know if it's and coming honest, from. We didn't
1: really, I mean, we say used to, but like, even when we had like that firepower, we weren't like the best team ever, like, or at the time we were still like B tier. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, I, I I think there's a I think there's a there's less emphasis on soccer as there is for a lot of other sports right yeah. now. And I'll th- say
1: this: so soccer is kind of growing in the U.S. a little bit. MLS oh, is yeah, MLS, MLS is, is starting to get great. more popular.
2: Yeah, the expansion teams are fantastic, and now they got the National Women's Soccer League too, which breaks even more. I mean, I know there's been a there's been a ton of expansion teams. I know St. Yeah. St. Louis got a team. Uh, I think Miami's got, got, got a team. LA's built, got another team. Houston's got another team. Like they're they're building it. Like our Orlando's got a team. Yeah. They're it's getting built. It's just we don't have that emphasis anymore of Yeah. like this is the top stage cuz that's what it used to be. It's like, yeah, yeah you want to be on the US Olympic team. Yes, you want to be on starting on the national team. You that those are that was the ultimate that was the ultimate holy grail trophy yeah. that you'd want, and now it's more or less like, yeah, I want to be on a, ch- I want to go win championships on a on a club team, or I'm gonna go win on my, I'm gonna go win the Premier League, I'm gonna go win the world or the, like the World Cup. It's crazy how the Olympics lost. Like the World Cup is the number one tournament.
1: Yeah, and, and the Olympics is a second.
2: Olympics would not necessarily be second, but it doesn't seem second. It does not seem second. Uh, at least that. to the, at least to us in the U.S. Yeah, not necessarily as f- like I mean, as fans, like we obviously want to see our team represented or whatever. But like, it just seems like there's not as much emphasis to do like, like we've been trying to do change and everything about it. But it just seems like we just don't have the emphasis on getting all the guys together to make the best team possible. Because I mean, we have a lot of good players. A lot of them are younger, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of team, a lot of guys that like we lost a generational team but we have not recovered since we lost that team. And well, yeah. until we do and until the culture changes a little bit to where there's more emphasis put on the national team, then it's probably going to stay like this for a while, which I know we don't want because I mean, I mean the women's teams doing phenomenal. Yeah. I mean, they they've done a great job of getting a lot of players and now we have so many generational players that are yeah. on this team now. I mean, Megan Rapino, uh, Alex Morgan, there's so many great players yeah. and Crystal Dunn. Yeah, Crystal Dunn as well. Um,
1: Hope Heath, all those girls. Yeah, those there's ladies. so
2: many good players, and a lot of them have been there for a while. The experience for the guys is just not there. I know they're, yeah. they're, um, their quota on the website is um, the future is us because they're and planning then, on the future yeah. so hard, and it's just kind of like we want a little bit more put on the now.
1: Yeah. So I that's think, the problem. I think also one thing, because I think Pia said it too, is like American soccer is more – value or not value but puts more emphasis on getting big and getting strong and physical yeah well like it seems like european soccer and other uh, like other countries for their soccer they're more based on like technical and they'll beat you with like passing and all that stuff so i think when you add the parts of one the u.s is physical they're tough and they're strong and then add it to the fact that we have one a lot of natural athletes and also put a value on like being technically sound being able to have moves and pass the ball around and move the ball around because when you if you've ever watched a women's or u.s women's national u.s women's national team soccer game you can understand like they dictate the game the whole time because they pass right away and they can like they're just technically sound in every way and then add to the fact that they can beat out uh you know uh like a scrum for, like, a ball or whatever. Or they can beat you out if, like, it's a one if it's a 50-50 that you're kind of nudging each other. They'll beat you out to it. You've seen it plenty of times. And I think that's one difference is because men, with the men's team, we value strength, but I don't think the natural athleticism is there as well as also the technicalities because the European teams and, like, the... Uh, you know Spanish teams and stuff like that. They put more value on the technicalities, and then already it's just they're naturally strong. So then when you add that to it, I feel like we're just behind a little bit. Yeah, but I think that's one thing that makes it so that we're just not seeing the same success on both sides. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah i i could I could agree. Um, there's, I think it's just really tough to to me that there's that there there's so many different aspects to it because obviously you got the players that are on the pitch you got the coaches I think the coaching has been a a bit of a struggle because I mean
1: who was our who was the women's national teams coach for a while because we have a different one but it was like somebody who did it for a long time
2: um what was what was mm, I can't remember I mean
1: I know with the I know with the men's
2: team like obviously Jill Ellis
1: that's who it was yeah Jill Ellis um right now it's Vladko and Donawalski and donovsky sorry if I butchered that but
2: yeah I think that there's there's definitely going to be there needs to be some change in order for this team to do better and I think that change will come yeah. it's just gonna take some time and it'll take whether the right it's people prep
1: or whether it's like something else but
2: so I it'll be I, I, I'm looking forward to getting soccer back to where it was get my jersey out of the closet and wear it again yeah. but I know I'm it's so been excited tough.
1: just to rep the just to have some national pride and get have the USA just go crazy? Yeah,
2: I, I I enjoyed watching the I know I know back when, um like in twenty I think it was two thousand eight. No twelve. It'd been twelve. So we, we were signing up for um travel ball team, and walked into city the the city hall that was I was signing up at um in Big Rapids. I played for Northland, and they though on the TV was the U.S. national team when they were I think I think they were in. Extra time against Chile, or whatever, whatever it was, it was like it was just like that was it. Like that. And that we, was the last time we were actually really good. That was when everybody like going to put the time on to put it on the projector, like as a soccer team to go watch that. Yeah. Def, and during tryouts was perfect, and that was the last time I feel like we really, really were devoted to the sport as far as if the the as team a was the. Or the organization was yeah. and the fans were and until we get back to there it's just gonna kind of stay the same which sucks because we want this to
1: change that's gonna be it for today's show a little bit different I mean I'm outroing Brandon usually you outro but I'm gonna give it a shot today so don't forget to follow us on all of our platforms Brandon where can they find us uh, at the MVSP I almost messed up. <laughs> I know. You I don't put, say. I know. That. You know what I'm saying because you no. put me on the spot sometimes. But Instagram, Twitter at the MVSP. Make sure you give us a follow, as well as follow us on our uh, podcasting platforms. Brandon, you know the drill. What are they? Uh, let's see here. Let me see. I'm gonna put you on the spot again.
2: Radio Public, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Uh, Breaker if I didn't say that one. Uh, 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 uh. Five
1: out of nine is good enough. That's
2: uh, close enough. Either way,
1: (laughs) find the other four that you can listen on and give us a listen. But thank you guys so much for tuning in. We'll see you guys Wednesday. Also, thanks to Pia for taking time out of her day again. And as always, take care, everybody. Hey. (laughs)